the EAPA Chataway podcast with Lindsay Taylor. Hello, I'm Lindsay Taylor, founder and director of Your Excellency Limited Virtual Academy. I am delighted to be sharing my EAPA Chataway with Lindsay podcast with you. Throughout this podcast series, I am truly privileged to chat away with top EAs, PAs and star guests from the administrative professional community. Like me, I know you're going to be inspired by the wisdom, knowledge and insight shared. This podcast is episode 13, featuring Kate Turgus, who was crowned Office Manager of the Year 2021 at the Office Management Awards held in London on the 22nd of July. These were the first awards of their kind here in the UK and a fantastic opportunity to celebrate, reward and recognise all things office management. As a judge for the Office Manager of the Year category, I was hugely impressed with Kate's entry. I'm delighted she has agreed to join me on this chatway. Welcome, Kate, and thank you so much for joining me on this chatway. Congratulations on being crowned Office Manager of the Year 2021. Thank you so much. It's like very exciting, and I'm so happy you asked me to be on this. Really, oh, no, the, the the privilege is all mine. You know, um, as we record this, Kate, it's probably two weeks into your reign as Office Manager of the Year. So, has that accolade sunk in yet? <laughs> no, not, not at all. It all feels really strange. Um, but it, at the same time, I've had the chance to really think about what I've achieved. And it's huge, massive. And then everybody's just like, they want to talk to me about stuff. And it's just, oh, okay, great. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. <laughs> I'm a proper professional. <laughs> Sounds like a real kind of self-esteem boost as well. Kind of. Oh my gosh, that. so much, so much. Yeah. Brilliant. So this chatway is obviously going to be a brilliant opportunity for you to share what the office manager role is, seeing as you have excelled in it and you're wearing that crown, Kate, <laughs> um, and for our listeners to also get to know you a little bit better. So let's start with you introducing yourself with the letters of your first name and choosing words that mean something to you. Okay, so my name is Kate and we'll start with the letter K and K equals knowledge. So knowledge is really, really important for me because I like being the font of all knowledge. Um, I love being able to introduce myself to new starters at a company and say, well, um, I tend to know everything. And if I don't, then I know someone who does. So like being that useful is um, something I really appreciate being. And I just love having the answers to everything. That that go-to person, and you tend to be, don't you, as an office manager? So, because I think you 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 have a very privileged position. You know, you kind of see and experience and hear what's going on in the office. And actually, if you don't know the answer, like you say, you'll absolutely find someone that does, or you'll find out for for people as well. So. Yeah. So A then, Kate. A for aura. So um, that's more about reading people um, because when you start working with, say, like new service providers and stuff like that, you've got to get a feel for people pretty quickly and knowing if you can work with them and if they're going to like provide the best service for your company. So there's a lot to pick up on in a really short space of time. So um like I said, I think that is extremely important to get right first time. 
So interesting you've used the word aura then. So it's something I use in my book, actually, when I'm talking about assertiveness. So I kind of break down assertiveness and I always say there's an extra little element and I don't know what to call it, but I think assertiveness aura is is the right term there. But as well, I think, do you go with your kind of gut instinctive response really and get a feel for a situation and a, and a person? Oh, I absolutely do. Yeah, because... Um, you know, you get a lot of people who are trying to sell you stuff and they, they kind of come along being all like suited and booted and it's like, we're perfect for you. And I'm just like, but are you now? <laughs> <laughs> you know, past this first meeting, am I going to get to work with you? Mm. Let's see mm. how this goes. So, yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's, it's sometimes gauging that authenticity of people as well and actually whether they've got any ulterior motives and, you know, can you work with this person and can yeah. you trust them and respect them, which is great. So tea then, Kate tenacious see and and I mentioned that in my um in when I went for the award so you know tenacious should be like stamped to my forehead I believe (laughs) so um I remember like this is years ago and somebody described me as a Yorkshire terrier with a bone between their teeth like and whilst that sounds a little bit scary (laughs) um it, it was actually a very major compliment because um what I'm like is once once I get something between my teeth, once I get really into a project, I will not let go until I know it's been delivered to like the highest expectations. And trust me, I'm my worst possible critic. So you know that when I deliver something, it's going to be perfect. Perfectionist traits there. Oh, <laughs> just a little. Yeah. <laughs> and your final letter E. But E, I went with effervescent because, you know, you've got to be a bit bubbly in this this game and um, you've got to stand out a little bit. And I think I've got that down to a (laughs) T. There used to be um, a CEO of a major company who used to come into our office. And whilst I wasn't the receptionist at the time, he knew of me. And he always found a way to kind of like talk to me when he was in the office because he wanted to know what color my hair was. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So what, what you can't see obviously on a podcast, people, is that Kate joined us with the most amazing colored hair. It's just incredible. Think all the colors of the rainbow and you're there. <laughs> <laughs> so love, love, love those letters that you've, that you've chosen there. Um, can you paint a picture as well of where you're joining us from today, Kate? So my original plan was to do this from home where it would be nice and comfy. But obviously, I heard the siren song of my office. So here I am in lovely, lovely Clerkenwell in central London, uh, not too far from King's Cross and Chancery Lane area. So um, right now I can see onto Gray's Inn Road and see lots of people wandering around. But I've managed to take over my massive conference room, which I never get to use ever. So I'm actually quite excited. Hopefully with strict instructions that one must not be interrupted through this recording. Absolutely. <laughs> there are a couple of people wandering around today. So oh, there. <laughs> yeah. And I said, I'm recording podcasts, so leave me alone. <laughs> yes, yeah. So um, can you tell us a bit about your career journey so far then, Kate? I think it's probably best to kind of just start from when I kind of landed in London. Um, so I came here in 2003. Um, I'm originally from Grimsby in the north of England. And I kind of first started with like, you know, a lot of temp positions, general admin, that sort of thing. And then I managed to get a job for a government agency. 
And um, again, that was like a more of a company administrator role. And I'm actually still in touch with my boss from that time, which is really nice. It's like when he found out that I won the award, he sent me a message. Me, I'm so proud of you. And I was just like, oh, oh, that's so lovely to get that from you. It's really nice because, you know, you don't expect them to like still be paying attention to you after a really long time. <laughs> it's like, yeah, let's try not to focus on how long 2003 was. So I think I was with that company till about 2000 and 2010, 11 time. So I tend to kind of like hang on and I don't tend to move very far as far as jobs are concerned. I like to kind of stick around and get to know people. Um, but then um, I took on a couple of temporary positions because I think that kind of gives you insight into office management because, again, you're not sure what you're going to be doing on a temp contract, so you can pick up anything. But um, after a while, I kind of wanted to just get into a proper job for a while again. So um, so about 2012, I was kind of interviewing quite extensively and applying for lots of jobs. And then Metapack came calling and, um, and I'm still there now. So when this podcast actually airs, I'm going to be on my last week at Metapack because I'm heading to somewhere else. So wow. nearly nine wow. years here, nearly. Wow. And you've left your mark, absolutely. And you're leaving with your head held, head held high with your crown on as well as office yeah. manager of the year. <laughs> so, so, you know, and for our listeners, I worked with um, the lovely Lucy Chamberlain, who's founder of CNC Recruitment, and we were co-judges for the office manager of the year category. And we were really impressed with your submission, Kate. You know, your entry ticked all the boxes in terms of being articulate and demonstrating that passion for the role. And the thing that I think really stood out was your, was your personality. Your personality really shone through. And you mentioned some key words in your entry. And I know one of them you've used in your, your Kate introduction, so that tenacity, but also patience and fortitude were words that you used there. And I felt I think as you were entering these awards, as you were typing out your entry, so to speak, I really thought you were you were thinking about those words that you were using in terms of your resourcefulness and your capabilities there. And I think that's probably particularly pertinent in light of the obvious um, interesting times through the pandemic. So <laughs> can you expand on some of those words that you use in your entry, Kate? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, Office management as a job is not easy, not for anyone. I mean, there's so much that you have to put up with. And now COVID has just created a whole different level of complexity and sadness in some ways, which um, has really hurt because I've spent the best part of two years mostly on my own and doing a lot of the heavy lifting. And I think other office managers feel very much the same. Because, you know, we've had to protect our people, but also put ourselves out there a little bit. And, you know, who knows if we were going to get it? Because if anybody was, it was going to be us trying to keep our people safe, but putting ourselves forward and out there a little bit more than we usually would. So whilst I was on my own, I mean, I did do a lot of Zoom calls with various teams and stuff like that, but it's not the same because you're you're on the ground running, you're doing the heavy lifting, you're making sure that everything works. But then if you're kind of struggling a little bit, you don't really have anybody here to kind of help you and protect you. So you've got to have 
kind of like a certain level of well fortitude and strength to kind of cope with it all I mean I do struggle with mental health issues but um, I see a therapist regularly so I do have him to talk to about things and he's been very useful and Whilst a lot of people don't talk about mental health as much as they should, I feel it's very important to do so um, within office management because I don't want anyone to kind of feel alone. And I want people to have um, that support bubble, the network to rely on and just generally look after themselves whilst they're trying to keep their businesses moving. Yeah, brilliant. Do you know the lovely thing, Kate, as well is many of my my guests on the on the podcast have mentioned without any prompting have mentioned the whole mental health and, and well-being as well, which is just so good that, you know, you can talk about this and it's right to talk about this and to actually, you know, claim, yes, I have talking therapy. Yes, I, I, I need that extra support and that help. And it is, it is so important to talk about. So there's a theme running through all of my podcasts, which is great. So we do need to we do need to talk more. So. Um, have you done mental health first aid training? Okay. No, but I've wanted to for so long. Yeah, right. Yeah, I need to put you in touch with our associate trainer because we do MA. I see I'm, I'm selling our, our, our training <laughs> as we're talking on the chat away. But for everyone listening, we do mental health first aid training. And I attended it myself. And it's one of the most worthwhile training sessions I've ever done because it really helps you understand how you can support yourself as well as your team members and it really opened my eyes to to just their kind of intricacies of mental health and how it can be very different from one person to the next so yeah definitely recommend that I will email you when we finish this fantastic thank you (laughs) okay so um thinking about your role then what aspects of your role do you most enjoy then Kate I like the fact that no two days are ever the same there's always something new to do I mean There are days where you can be sat in front of your laptop for hours and hours and hours, and it can be a bit admin heavy. But then the next day, you could be planning an event for 200 people or fixing the dreaded coffee machine, as we all do every day without fail. (laughs) Um, It's one of those things where you've got fingers in many pies. There's always something new to have a go at. And whilst you might not have the skills to do so, you can learn. And there's a lot to learn. There's a lot of different things to pick up. And it's, you should see my collection of screwdrivers. It's brilliant. Oh, amazing. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Have you got those little ditty ones that you get in Christmas crackers as well? I like yeah. those. <laughs> yeah, we, we're going to completely digress now. <laughs> so um, let's look at the flip then, Kate. What aspects of the role are your least favourites? Oh, gosh. It's when people don't listen to me. <laughs> it's just like everyone thinks I'm just getting at them a little bit. And, and to be fair, I probably am. But for the right reasons, it's like, you know, I'm trying to teach you how to do things, but they just assume that I'm always going to be around. I'm always going to be here. And I am very literally the office mum tidying up after them every step of the way. So that gets a little bit irritating when you've repeated yourself for the third, fourth, fifth time. Um, and people who, who forget their security passes, it's just like, do you want to get into the building? You're going to need one of these. You need your pass. Yes. yes. I've said this before. <laughs> oh, gosh. And I'm sure one of my people has about five of them at this point and he keeps forgetting them. And I was just like, why is it always you? Why? Always one. Always. <laughs> So um, what advice would you give then, Kate, to your fellow office managers in terms of excelling in this role? 
oh my gosh, be ready for anything, literally anything. Um, don't be one of those people who kind of looks at their job description and goes, ah, sorry, not my job description, can't do it. Because any job description you have as an office manager, there's always going to be something that's forgotten. So you've just got to be ready to do anything and everything. I mean, I've crawled under desks and stripped wiring out of all sorts of things before now. And it's just, it can be dirty work. Trust me. It's just like, get happy with um, steel toe cap boots and leggings. It's, it's not glamorous. I guarantee you. <laughs> but, you know, it's actually really satisfying too. So, yeah, and, and you will break nails, trust me. Yes, yeah, yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine, Kate. So you, you alluded to the fact that when this recording goes out, you will be on your way to a, a new role. So yeah. tell us a bit more about that and what's what's on the books for your future then, Kate. So I am heading off to Funding Circle, and they're a fintech company in the city. And um, gosh, I'm going to be the Workplace Experience Manager. So I, I'm not entirely certain about 100% of what that entails, but it sounds really exciting. It's office management with kind of further engagement level stuff. So I'm just like really curious to kind of get my teeth into it. Again, getting the Yorkshire Terrier going. <laughs> this role has made me into the office manager that I am because I literally talked my way into this role. I started as, you know, the receptionist and built my way up from there. And without the support of Louise McElhinney, who was my manager for many of these years, um, she left in 2019, I wouldn't have achieved half of what I've done. But she saw something in me from day one, and I cannot thank her enough. The owner or the previous owner of the business, Patrick Wall, I mean, both of them have been absolutely instrumental in who I am now. And I would not have won that award without them. So I just wanted to give them absolutely 110%. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I really hope that they listen to this. But I'm going to tell them to listen to it. We will make sure they are <laughs> social media posts, Kate. They will have absolutely every opportunity to listen to this. <laughs> yeah, <I hope. laughs> so if we move on then, so your your um, entry for the Office Management Award, which I said was obviously a winning entry. Um, the Office Management Awards are coming back again. Thank goodness. Well done, Hannah, who is the um, founder of the Office Management Group. Yay. So doors open again in early October for entries and nominations. What advice would you give, Kate, to someone that's considering entering the awards? Oh, my gosh. Just to do it, to absolutely do it. Just you kind of think, Oh, no, I, I, I couldn't do that. And I, I felt like that when I first applied for it. I was just like, why am I doing this? Why? It's just like, I'm never going to win. And, it, and it's not about the winning. And I know I, can, I say that from a very weird pedestal because, you know, I did <laughs> unexpectedly rather. But um, it's just to be able to look at what you've achieved and to be able to just put yourself out there is an amazing opportunity because it's so rare to be celebrated. And even just to be at the event itself is amazingly nourishing because you're just surrounded by people who do the same work as you mostly every day. 
and and they understand you. And even if you don't win or even go for an award, just getting to be there is an amazing, amazing thing. So get involved. No yeah. matter what. So are you are you going to be entering again, Kate? Do you think? Um, I don't think so this year because what I want to do is I want to push people to get involved because I think it deserves to be an absolutely massive event. And it was weird because when I was at the event, um, there was very few people that I actually knew, even though my, my, I mean, my networks are fairly big. So I was expecting to see like lots of people there, but it was just like, ah, okay. Don't know anyone. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I knew Lucy, but that was about it. She was on your table as well, wasn't she? She was. Yeah. How she managed to keep poker face sat next to me, I don't know. <laughs> that was impressive. <laughs> I think huge advocate here, Hannah, if you're listening, huge advocate here for, for um, kind of enrolling and enlisting people and encouraging them to enter these awards. Mm, yeah, I'm ready to do all of that. It's like, I don't want to be on that stage again, not for another couple of years. It's just like, you know, <laughs> let me prepare myself next time, yeah? <laughs> so yeah let, let's go and get some some others who haven't had the opportunity to celebrate themselves up on that stage and to have what I have right now because yeah everyone really. needs to experience that so um Kate a couple of thought-provoking questions for you now firstly you have 10 minutes of your life to replay so what would that replay be um I would have 10 minutes with my dad just a conversation with him because um he died in my early 20s so he's not been around for a lot of my adult life and I I just want to give have the opportunity to tell him that I'm working hard I'm doing really well and I think he would be genuinely very proud of the person that I've become for sure. Yeah, that's lovely. Look, Dad, look at me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like, I'm doing the thing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, gosh, that phrase is just so used at the moment, isn't it? Oh, I've done a thing. I'm doing a thing. Um, so the second question for you then, Kate, and something I love asking my Chataway guests, it's this. If you could choose any three people to invite to a dinner party, alive or historic, who would you choose and what are your reasons for choosing them? I love these sorts of questions. It kind of really gives you like a real insight to your people that you're talking to. So um, to begin with, um, the author, artist, filmmaker, Clive Barker. So um, rather inappropriately, I watched one of his films when I was eight years old. He makes horror movies. <laughs> I did I did actually Google him when you when you sent me over who you were going to choose and I was like I don't know who that is <laughs> I do now yeah uh, I've actually met him on a couple of occasions and he is genuinely the nicest guy ever and uh, yeah so I've been into his work for a long time so to be able to spend one-on-one time with him would be amazing for me um secondly uh dorothy parker so she was a poet in the kind of like mid to early 20th century and her wit is a a joy to read Uh, the way that she viewed history is just wonderful um she did spend a lot of time being drunk i admit (laughs) but she sounds like my kind of woman so you know i would love to spend time with her and then finally um it's a Korean singer called Lee Tae Min, and 
at the beginning of lockdown, if you'd have said that by now I would have been completely obsessed with Korean pop music, I would have laughed a lot. It's something happened in lockdown that completely kind of like flipped everything I like on its head. And now I'm completely into pop music in a big way, which I never have been before. So, um, yeah, he's he's quite the performer. So um, I would love to spend time just speaking with him. He, he sounds amazing. Sounds like an interesting dynamic with those three people as well. Three very creative people, it sounds like, Kate. I think that kind of like works with me in general as well. Yes. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I um, admit that I had to Google Lee Tamin as well because I had no idea who that was. <laughs> so, you opened up my world too. Oh, good, I'm glad. <laughs> so, Kate, we have come to the end of this chat away. I've really enjoyed having you as a guest. Um, I know our listeners are going to take away so much advice and knowledge and wisdom from you. Oh, and your, your passion for the office manager role is just amazing. So, um, I'm going to wish you every every success with your new role as well we now have each other's contact details i'm going to email you when we've finished here anyway (laughs) so thank you so much for joining us kate my pleasure thank you so much for having me i have so enjoyed this chat away with kate she is a true advocate of the office manager role and i hope you've been inspired by the words that she shared the eapa chataway podcast Find out more online at yourexcellency.co.uk.